Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, the Bolt EV becomes even better value. The Audi Q6 e-tron is spotted and a billion dollars for electric school buses. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you what Volvo is saying about how well the EX30 is selling. I'm Martin Lee and I go through hundreds of articles, feeds and stories a day. So you don't have to. We're live at 8 a.m. UK. That's 5 a.m. Eastern. To start a brand new day with all you need to know, Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with news of Kia unveiling some versatile electric vehicle concepts at the CES Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. It is now on. I think I'll be talking about that with you quite a bit this week. Three electric vehicle concepts shown off, and it's a significant expansion in their range of what they call multi-purpose vehicles, or specifically PBVs. That would be purpose-built vehicles. Modular ones, in other words, electric vehicles for the same chassis to have various different functions. The design of the PBVs isn't just for commercial use. They're also intended for things like passenger transport and getaways at the weekend with camper vans and things like that. The The first model that we'll hear about is the PB5. We'll get that in the UK in 2026. That's a, well, the concept we were shown looks, looks like a highly modern van with what they call easy swap technology for various configurations. Now, I don't know how easy you can swap the body of a vehicle. I think that's the idea is that, well, you could have a truck in the week and then put on a different body at the weekend if you're going camping and you want an RV kind of thing. I think you'd need a pretty decent-sized crane to do that in your back garden. Wait to be told how they plan to do that. But they say that these EVs are adaptable in their nature because they've got a flat floor, dedicated EV powertrain, and all about bringing uh, the next level of customizability. That's a word, isn't it? Uh, to to electric vehicles and commercial vehicles. Like Kia have got it. Uh, uh, you know, Hyundai, Kia, Genesis completely got it going on right now in terms of their technology, the cars that they're producing. And now in the next couple of years, a big push into commercial vehicles as well. Brilliant news because I think they, they know what they're doing. The vehicles are good and we can't wait to see what comes next from them. But a big announcement at CES. Let's talk Volvo next and the Volvo EX30 that I just mentioned. And it's gaining popularity here in the EU. Uh, Volvo are experiencing what they say is higher than expected demand for the EX30. I'm not surprised. I expect that to be a really popular vehicle. Quite a small vehicle, but good for families. And again, very, very good pricing. So they're going to increase the production, expand that in its Ghent, Belgium facility, alongside the Chinese production as well. The European production of the EX30 will commence in 2025, so sometime next year. For now, they're making them in China, but for now, they're delivering the vehicles. So the EX30s are on the roads. Now, I've not seen too many YouTubers or content makers making content with their own delivered EX30s. They are being delivered now, well, before Christmas, I think, in Belgium, the Netherlands, Spain, and Portugal. And it's a big increase in their their Volvo's move to EV with a a custom-designed, very attractively priced, very capable, very attractive um, pure EV, actually. The company anticipates the EX30 to be their top-selling model in the upcoming years, underscoring their critical role in Volvo's move to EV. Uh, Despite concerns about a market slowdown, you've read those stories over the last year as well. You, You know where they come from, and you know why certain parties are writing those articles. Volvo, for one, have reported no decrease in orders, no decrease in uh, or no increase in cancellations, I should say, and actually surprised at how many people want the EX30. 
What about for my US listeners? Well, uh, they'll start to receive the EX30 by this summer, which does stay completely on the timeline of that delivery schedule. Link in the show notes to find out more. But if you can't wait until summer to get a really good value EV in the Volvo EX30. Oh, by the way, had a quick look, and they are offering it on subscription. Volvo's big thing is subscription, isn't it? So um, you can subscribe to it. I did a, a basic spec. Pretty, you know, I kept the basic colors and the basic wheels. I didn't do the fast version because it's really rapid, the quick one. And it was coming out about, I think it was £700 a month on subscription. That doesn't include insurance because some ins- um, subscription deals do, but Volvo doesn't, I don't think so. Um, it, 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 well, it's not a cheap vehicle. Now, you could argue that £700 a month and insurance is a, you know, a good amount of money to spend on a brand new EV, one of the hottest EVs around that you can have for three months and then just give them back. So no commitment. It's not like a lease or anything. So, um, that, And that showed a five-month delivery time frame, five to eight months, it said, um, delivery. So there is a bit of a backlog and a bit of a wait list on that. All right, let's move on. And a reminder that if you can find a Bolt right now, it continues to be the stellar deal in EV world. Starting price, 26 500, a destination of about $1,000 as well. So 27495 But changes in the federal EV tax credit for 2024 means there's only 13 vehicles now, and some of those are plug-in hybrids, for the $7,500 federal tax credit. And if your income, just a reminder, uh, you didn't think that you would be able to claim the full amount, it is a full amount that the dealers will claim. They get their money back in 48 hours. And also, um, you don't need to uh, have that full tax liability either, so it's fully refundable. So that is $7,500 off a brand new Bolt. That adjustment brings the purchase price to $19,995, considerably more affordable. And there's state incentives as well. State EV tax credits happens a, a load of them, actually, that you should investigate. Not just for things like grants for putting EVSE and charges on your wall at home and things like that, but also with those discounts, it's a brand new EV for well under $20,000, and it's not in production anymore. And the Bolt and the Bolt EUV, I think, continue to be such attractive vehicles. If you need reliable transport that's going to be so cheap to run uh, day in, day out, I, you know, while you can, uh, please have a look at the Bolt if you need a vehicle like that, because while they're in stock, whilst you can still get them, they're no longer in production. I just can't recommend these highly enough. I think they're brilliant. Here in the UK, GridServe just launched a 30-charger EV hub at Gatwick Airport. Now, GridServe has opened their third electric vehicle charging forecourt near Gatwick Airport, adding to the ones in Braintree and Nor- uh, Norwich. I've used Braintree a fair bit. I've used Norwich a lot, by the way, because my family are back in East Anglia. And I adore what GridServe do. So loads of chargers. You know there's going to be a free charger when you get there. Competitively priced, but also you go inside the the, the amenities. There's a WH Smith. There's a Costa Coffee. The to- <laughs> You say, I'm getting older because of toilets. Uh, like I, I rate that very highly if I'm going to be taking my family somewhere. Um, at Braintree, there's showers and little exercise bikes and stuff, but also uh, just it's just clean and tidy and grid server doing it right and doing it well. Gatwick's now open. Uh, 30 charging points. 22, char- 22 of them have CCS connectors on that are up to 350 kilowatts. I think the last time I was at GridServe, they were putting a lot of Chatamos out as well to cater for all that installed base, the Nissan Leafs, etc. There are four Tesla superchargers, which is very small for any supercharger install. They're not 
not um, energised yet, so don't turn up there and, and try and supercharge there. And they've got a six megawatt battery on site as well to smooth out their power supply doing peak usage times. The official, I think it's open now, the official opening's in a couple of weeks. I got the invite to go along to that. It's about two hours from me uh, here for uh, to get to Gatwick, so... It's been a while since I saw the Grid Surf gang, and I can't rave about them highly enough. Now let's talk about Volkswagen revamping their ID range with some price reductions, adjusting the pricing and trim levels in France, Belgium, and many more countries across Northern Europe. Following high-profile cuts by Tesla and others adjusting prices over the last few months of last year, uh, Volkswagen is doing the same. The ID4 is being adjusted now just 43,900. Uh, that's euros, obviously. Uh, 44,000 euros in France. That was 51,000 euros all five minutes ago. The Germany factory in Zwickau can make 360,000 units, I think it is, every single year. It's not running and nowhere near at full capacity. And they're running at reduced shifts as well. So trying to stimulate those vehicles, the French incentives target the ID3, 4 and 5. And then trim lines as well. A new Life Max has been introduced. Uh, for example, the ID3 Pro starts at 40,000 and the ID4 Pro is 44,000 and in, uh, in France uh, the lowest price ID5 is 50,000. Uh, VW's EV sales in France have been lagging behind their competitors, uh, not breaking into the top 10 unfortunately with their vehicles. In Norway, it'll start at 31,700 euros equivalent, uh, which again, significant price reductions in Norway too. Belgium and Sweden seeing New trims and lower prices uh, with the new EU base edition trims for their ID models. So uh, it's one of those ones where I always recommend you do check them out. They're not for me, by the way. Uh, we had an ID3 and uh, in early doors, so the software was different. And I know so many people that, that love and rave about their ID4. So if you're in the market for that, recommend you try it out, have a look. They're not for us. And I, and I, I felt that the ID3 we had which was, was a very expensive car, um, was a kind of polo levels of spec and trim. I forget what trim we had. And, um, and, and we've always owned Golfs. And I was expecting to feel a little more solid, a little more well-built, just more stuff around me. And it just felt a little bit... Uh, well, that one was a bit cheap and cheerful. But anyway, um, the ID5 looks good. I can't wait to drive the ID7 as well. So, uh, and the software is being fixed and has been fixed, and there's there's more stuff to come. So, have a look at those vehicles again if you haven't recently. Now, Tesla and BYD are in the news today because a new report coming out saying that they're going to pre- lead the EV race for years to come, and the others won't be able to catch them. The likes of Volkswagen Group, Bloomberg Intelligence, reporting today that Tesla uh, will maintain their annual sales lead until the end of the decade over BYD. Uh, they say that's despite BYD already overtaking Tesla. Anyway, uh, Bloomberg think Tesla will stay ahead of BYD until the end of the decade, despite, like I say, in Q4, BYD selling more than Tesla. Anyway, uh, pure EVs. Uh, Volkswagen is no longer seen as a major competitor in the top positions of the EV market, according to this report. They say that the EV market will stay uh, fragmented, with Tesla as the primary global player until new platforms arrive from many of the big wa- big names in 26 and 27 and towards the end of the decade. So not really sticking their neck out too much on on that report of Bloomberg, saying uh, we think Tesla will remain to be a market leader. Yeah, I 
think most people will probably guess that as well. And talking of Tesla, their supplier, Panasonic Energy, reaffirming today in news coming through to us that they do intend to construct a third EV battery factory in the United States. And that decision coming despite the cancellation of a previous plan for a facility in Oklahoma. The president of Panasonic Energy in North America, Alan Swan, revealed these plans during the CES show in Las Vegas moments ago and emphasising the need for additional production sites to achieve Panasonic's target of boosting their annual production capacity from 50 gigawatt hours to 200 gigawatt hours by the end of the decade. Uh, That aligns with their role as one of the key battery suppliers to Tesla. Back in the day, they were the supplier to Tesla. And again, you've read all those stories over Christmas and the New Year. You've read them at the end of last year about the doom and gloom around the EV market. I wonder where those stories are being sourced from because day in day out we are telling you about expansions and things going really well in ev world and things are great if you're an ev buyer now stick around we'll talk a little bit about what the median ev ranges of a new ev on sale today in the us and some more discounts coming if you fancy an arnic 5 in your driveway stick around those stories and more are coming up So if you'd like this podcast ad-free, and why not? You can also support the work that I do here uh, by checking out the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Now, the Audi Q6 e-tron has been spotted, and I'm delighted about this because there's been some rumours flying around that the Audi Q6 e-tron may be pushed just gently nudged back in time uh, a little bit because software being the issue. Well, the Audi Q6 e-tron Sportback is under wraps and has been undergoing some public testing in Europe. Now, this model is based on the jointly developed PPE platform, Premium Platform Electric. That will underpin the new Porsches like the Macan and the new Audis. 800-volt charging architecture, so it'll charge at least 270 kilowatts. I'm sure when those vehicles finally arrive with customers... I'm sure they'll do everything they can to get as close to the psychological 300 kilowatt peak, even if it just sort of, you know, kisses it and then ramps down a little bit. Although, hey, I'd rather it didn't. I'd rather have a really solid charge curve. But they might chase the headlines with the big number, the peak charge rate. Uh, so that would be an, an 80% charge for those kind of vehicles in about half an hour because they've got big old batteries, 100 kilowatt hour plus batteries in those. Now, the Porsche Macan is coming sooner rather than later. I'd kind of heard that the sister cousin car, if you like, the Audi Q6 e-tron, like I say, being gently nudged back in time because of software. Porsche going with uh, Android, Google, for more software. I didn't think Audi were doing the same, but maybe they are in order to get the vehicle out uh, rather than using relying on their own software. Or maybe their software division has, has come through and they can get that vehicle out. I thought it was a uh, more than just a couple of months delay on that. So I'm delighted to tell you that at least we can see this one in camouflage, which normally means that we're going to perhaps see a model year 2025. Hopefully. I'm really hopeful anyway. Now, what do you think the median EV range is of new vehicles on sale in the United States? According to the Department of Energy, it's 270 miles. The Lucid Air Grand Touring is once again uh, the range daddy on sale right now. But big improvements and advancements have been made in EV range over the years, particularly models that will do more than 300 miles, at least EPA rated, even if that's not particularly reality. Back in 26, uh, 2016, rather, uh, you were looking at basically a Model S, a Tesla Model S, and that was the P100D, uh, just to get the big battery to get 300 miles out of an EV. But now, 
you got vehicles coming out like the Ford Mustang Mach-E. That was one of the first ones to come out that had more than 300 miles of range. That was a non-Tesla. In 2022, a number of models came out that offered big range, and that doubled again last year uh, with EVs capable of 300-plus miles. Like I say, median range, though, 270. And I've long said, long said, whether you agree or disagree, I'd love to know, long said, it's you know, if you can get the range, you should get it. So if there's a vehicle on sale with two battery sizes, like we hear we have the Arnic 5, Big battery, small battery. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, if you can, go, go the big battery. You'll never regret having the range when you need it, even though I get the logic of don't carry around a big battery, resources from the planet, etc. when you don't need it. However, the big caveat is the charging infrastructure. So if you live somewhere where the infrastructure is good, and often I trust what we have here, then it's not a problem. You can rely on it. And then if you live in a part of the world where it's a little bit sketchy, or maybe you're waiting for the Tesla plug to be out next year with the adapters, well, the first ones are going to be this year for Ford, etc. But, um, you know, with the Hyundais, then maybe uh, you want to wait a little bit and uh, and just so that you can charge a smaller battery. But look, 270 miles is fine. I think that's absolutely fine. If you've got, a, if you've got the average car, then I think you're doing very, very well. Mentioned Hyundai Ionic 5, and a new discount is on offer as of today until the end of the month for my US listeners at dealerships. And Hyundai's on a rip right now, along with Kia overtaking Ford and GM recently as the second highest EV seller in the US after Tesla. And the Ionic 5 now starts at 41450 more affordable than the Mustang Mach-E, a Nissan Aria, or a Toyota BZ4X. Don't buy one of those. Hyundai has updated their leasing options as well. So you get the $7,500 federal tax credit lease loophole. Now, you don't get the car with that money off because the battery is compliant or it's made in the right place. But if you lease an EV, then you can get it applied. Plus, a new letter going out to dealers today talking about an additional $7,500 final pay incentive, whatever the final pay incentive is, both of which can be combined for fifteen grand off an Ionic 5. Have a look at that deal until the end of the month. Now, Oklahoma's Department of Transport is showing off their new canoe vehicles. Canoe is a name that's been around for a long time. They made some money when uh, there was that all that craziness of, of people investing in EVs in companies and startups a couple of years ago, and many of those have gone by the wayside by now. But Canoe have always kept going, actually. We've been very intrigued and impressed at how they sort of quietly got on with it. And their first vehicles are arriving, first of three or the first three, rather, uh, with the Oklahoma DOT. Uh, despite the addition of that EV, they uh, it's not like they're going to change their whole fleet to electric there, by the way, but they are feeling their way into electrification, like many local areas and state areas are, how they do that with their municipal vehicles and their fleet vehicles as well. Now, Canoe have been talking about how they're just on that steady road to production of needing to purchase the right manufacturing equipment, robotics, control equipment, uh, capacity to build those vehicles, and, and talking about how they just need to work efficiently with the capital deployment and make sure we get these vehicles uh, out at the right price. I'm quietly impressed. I don't know a lot about Canoe, by the way. Um, just seen them around for a long time and just presume that, you know, if you heard the bad headlines one day that they were struggling, you wouldn't be entirely surprised like many others. Um, but 
they seem to be cracking on. I'll spend a bit more time looking at Canoe. Now, the EPA has unveiled a grant program allocating near $1 billion for the procurement of electric school buses in the United States, expected to support the acquisition of 2,700 EV school buses. A total of 67 applicants, which represents 280 school districts that serve more than 7 million students over 37 states, have been identified to benefit from this grant. Approximately 86% of the funding is designed for projects in school districts that serve particularly low-income rural or tribal communities. It's part of a broader $5 billion initiative under the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, which was 2021, wasn't it? Uh, The date, or to date rather, uh, the EPA's Clean School Bus Program has allocated nearly $2 billion, uh, and that's contributes to around 5,000 electric and low-emission school buses nationwide. It's really, really impressive. That work continues. Um, and this, whatever you think about the politics of it all, I know that people sometimes uh, want to err on the side of the political battle, but if EVs can rise above the politics and you can, and, and you can decouple some of this perception that's out there that to drive an electric vehicle you've got to be some sort of californian loving liberal whatever then it's essential that we clean up the air that we're all breathing essential that we send our kids to school on clean school buses bearing in mind what most people don't realize is that many of the emissions that a vehicle emits are recirculated into that vehicle so if you're in a traffic jam and you're looking at the car in front of you it's got a big old stinky exhaust bearing in mind you might be smelling it but but it, most of those emissions also go back into the vehicle emitting them. You think, well, it just comes out the tailpipe behind me and I'm speeding away from it, but it's not the way it works, unfortunately. So uh, um, we need to stop poisoning our kids, if possible, please, and put them on school buses that are electric, and it's happening, and well done. Whatever you think about the politics behind it. Now let's talk about NVIDIA announcing four electric Chinese manufacturers will integrate the new NVIDIA technology called NVIDIA Drive. Lee, Great Wall Motor, Zika and Xiaomi are going to use the NVIDIA technology. Of course, it's a CES announcement. A CES is on in Vegas right now, uh, all to help those car companies in China improve their infotainment and automated driving capabilities. Back here in the European Union, Northvolt, the Swedish lithium-ion battery maker, uh, received the green light for 902 million euros. That's 986 million US dollars equivalent in German state aid because the EU have to approve individual country level state aid so we don't have an uneven playing field. The funding will support the construction of an EV battery factory in northern Germany and the plant will boost the EU's green transition to lessen fuel dependencies of course without this aid Northvolt might have opted to establish their plant in the US leveraging the Inflation Reduction Act incentive. So Call it protectionism, if you will. But what China, the US, and now the EU are starting to do, uh, which is to throw money and subsidies at these uh, these battery facilities, and this one's worked. Uh, the German financial support includes a 700 million euro direct grant and guarantee of 200 million euros as well. The planned facility in Germany is expected to have an annual production capacity of 60 gigawatt hours. Well, that could be up to a million electric vehicles a year, depending on battery size, maybe something like 800,000, you would think, uh, with bigger batteries. And finally, a couple of stories about, firstly, Rolls-Royce hitting record sales, uh, boosted by... 
their new electric car. Rolls-Royce achieved a new record in sales, propelled by the popularity of the Spectre, the all-electric Spectre. Of course, a subsidiary of BMW. They sold last year 6,032 vehicles, which might not seem like a big number, but it's a record for Rolls-Royce. And think about the price and the time it takes to make those vehicles as well. Where are people buying the electric Spectre? United States in the lead, followed by China and Hong Kong. You won't be surprised to hear. The new CEO there, uh, Chris Brownridge, said that last year was an extraordinary year with robust sales, and he highlighted the significant interest and demand for the all-electric Spectre, underscoring their shift towards an all-electric future. Geely, uh, the company behind Volvo and many more as well, has launched a new brand, their new Galaxy The Galaxy E8 is their first one. It's an all-electric saloon. It's for the Chinese market, and prices start at about €22,000 equivalent. The prices are so cheap for what is a really, I'd say, good-sized, mid-sized all-electric saloon. And they want to have seven models under this new Galaxy brand by 2025. I think they'll do it. Four of them will be plug-in hybrids, by the way. Uh, This vehicle is five metres long. It's got a 2.9-metre wheelbase, uh, 1.9 metres wide, so very decent size. 800-volt platform, and it will add about 180 kilometres of range in just five minutes. The top-tier Galaxy E8 model is dual motor, 500 kilowatts of power, Three and a half seconds, not to 60. It's a beast. And it starts, you get the base model, like I say, incredibly cheaply. That base model I mentioned of 22,000 euros equivalent is a 400-volt system with a single motor, uh, but still. And finally, BMW Group here in the UK recorded another record year of EV sales. You've read those headlines about EV doom and gloom. Forget it. Every story we find is about records being broken and more and more people wanting to drive EV. And more and more are driving BMWs here in the UK with record vehicle registrations, a 34% increase over the previous year. 2023 was a record year for BMW where a quarter of all the cars they sold were fully electric. And what about the plug-in hybrids that BMW do good business in as well? Uh, they did well too, which means that 40% of every BMW sales, or of all BMW sales here, were rechargeable, which is, you know, we'll call it almost half, and that's brilliant. And you've got the new i5 coming soon. The i4 is the most popular BMW EV here in the UK. Upcoming models like the iX2. We should get that in March, I think. I'll double-check. And the i5 Touring, maybe even by the end of the year. Woof! Holy moly, love that. Uh, And the Mini as well. New Mini Electric. Uh, The Oxford plant made over 43,000 electric Minis in the last year. Um, And they're just on a rip there as well. That bad news around EVs you've been reading about recently, those mainstream headlines. Yeah, where are they coming from? You've got to wonder, haven't you? Because everything we find... Not saying there's not been some, some, uh, some reshifting of demand and supply. That's all good. It means you haven't got to wait a year and a half to get an EV. Otherwise, you look at the data, the numbers, the results, and you can't deny things are going really well. Now, thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley and Nevo.ie are holding Ireland's first ever electric vehicle show in partnership with Bank of Ireland. It's Feb 17th in Dublin. If you want to go, visit Nevo.ie for more info and your free tickets. Octopus Electric 
Traverse global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.